0: you thanks for tuning into the waiting list podcast i'm long long i'm daniel and i'm jacqueline and we are three watch friends with a healthy obsession for watches
1: so sit back and relax with us while we chat with collectors industry giants and share some good vibes
0: hi everyone welcome back to another episode of the waiting list podcast before we begin i would like to thank my dear friend servo for helping this interview happen Our special guest today is Jean-Marc Pantrouille. He is the CEO of Panerai. um, And I'm hosting this today with Dan. And sadly, Jacqueline can't make it. But um, yeah, it's going to be a good one. So let's begin. So Jean-Marc, you joined Panerai in 2018. Prior to that, you spent six years at Roger Dubuis. And I would say that Roger Dubuis has been one of those brands that a lot of people feel like was somewhat challenging to run to some extent so in your own words what do you think was the biggest challenge you faced while running Roger Dubuis and then what are the opportunities that you see now running Panerai
2: in fact you start so first good good morning or good afternoon guys yeah. <laughs> uh, pleasure, A pleasure to join you to this podcast um well I'm normally replying only to questions about Panerai, which is a brand I know very well, but I will I will make an exception today about, about Roger b You know, there is no, according to me, very challenging our, our, our brands. Um, it depends what you want to do out of it. And um, when I took over Roger I got the chance uh, first to get a great team around me on the great exceptional uh products and which are two pillars to start uh, a new adventure. And um, I got the um, opportunity to have this partnership with Lamborghini. And at that time, the teams of Lamborghini and Roger Duby were working extremely well together to be able to build this uh, this fantastic partnership, which in Hong Kong or Shanghai was was a good one because there are a lot of uh, aficionados of the of the two brands in these two respective cities. Um, and so we have been growing and opening a lot of boutiques and um, I got a lot of fun a lot of pleasure uh, to uh, to 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 manage that business and manage this this brand in uh, in, in the Richemont organization. Um, it has a, an incredible manufacturer here in Geneva, which is about fifty meters away from where I speak to you today, because we're in a Richemont campus here in Geneva, and it all has started by the Roche adventure. Adventure. Uh, in fact, if you are here today, two thousand two hundred people at Richemont, it's because Roche came here at the beginning in nineteen ninety five um and in in geneva and um so it has been a great a great story then i was offered the chance to take over panerai um a totally different brand Italian origin who started in 1816 florence in italy it's an adventure which is not very uh, common for a watch brand because as you know and many of the people you have interviewed here are people who are uh, who are Swiss and, and and have been created in Switzerland since 100, 200, 300 years. Uh, so the origin of Panerai's are very different. We started in 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 Italy, um, up to the moment that Richemont acquired the brand in nineteen ninety seven, and uh, then we created our man, our own manufacture in in uh, in uh, later five years later in Châtel in Switzerland, where we are producing today all our watches. So and it it is um one of the most fascinating brand in the watches world um um simply because it's a simple it's a simple brand we we are we are um um a very masculine italian origin as i've said mayor of uh, innovation special movements special materials and pallerai is is one product which has been stretched in different uh, different sub segments so it's an it's an easy brand to um explain um to be able to absorb when you are a customer and to understand when you are a customer.
0: I think it's um interesting that you use words like, you know, it's masculine, which actually, to be honest, if you just look at it straight, like the first thing I would think as well is masculine. But uh, I think of all the things I read when I was like researching for this interview, I think one of the most interesting facts I read was that um, 30% of your clientele in Asia are actually women. And as compared to other brands, other brands are looking at 15%. So I know, so this alone, I find this like very interesting. And then there was this thing that you explained about how you kind of compared this to like the 911 Porsche and how it's the same phenomenon. Like it's a product that girls also want to drive. And I completely understand, like I would die to have like a GT3 or whatever, but it's like, uh, why do you think this happens? And can you explain why you think Panerai is able to do that and why other brands might not be able to reach that 30%? So
2: the brand started and remains today a masculine brand. And um, mm-hmm. we are probably one of the world leaders in big watches. um, all the 44, which remains 44 millimeter uh, dial mm-hmm. case um, size, um, remains our core segment, 45, 47 millimeter. We are working for different military armies in the world. So we remain in our essence, origin, actuality very masculine.
3: Mm-hmm. However,
2: Panerai on my predecessor did it, um, opened the segment of the smaller watches like the 38 millimeter. And we have seen more and more women, especially you are right in Asia, mm-hmm. to buy our watches. Um, and, you know, we are, I, I will see two reasons first, why we have expanded that, that or three, let's say three. Number one, we have the chance to get a huge community of Panerai fans in the world named the Paneristi. Mm-hmm. and Many of them have partners who are stealing their watches. <laughs> and that is the best thing which can happen to us is that uh, we got a lot of women who uh, have the chance to wear a Panerai
3: mm-hmm. because
2: they, they have stolen their watch from their from their partner or husband and mm-hmm. um, number two we are italian and mm-hmm. when you're italian from milan you are surrounded by all the fashion accessories Um in, in any streets in downtown mm-hmm. milan you are exposed to these new trends on new materials on new on new colors on new styles on fashion week on Salon mobile and so on and i think that on our design team which is based in milan it has got also an influence to Identify this segment of 38 millimeter as one of the pillars with which we could play, let's say, a more feminine touch in our assortment. Mm-hmm. We have no diamond, mm-hmm. we have no quartz watch watches. We remain very pure in our in our approach. Um, and the third reason uh, that I want to to explain that we are also associated to our to our partner Prada in the Luna Rossa team for my mm-hmm. Escobal. Uh, along with Pirelli, and the fact to work very often with Prada, Mm -hmm. especially in the sustainability, where we develop some materials where we're using, for example, the Mm re-nylon, the nylon of Prada, which is their very famous material, Mm -hmm. is currently used for some of our straps at at Panerai for the ladies' assortment. I'm sure. You can buy a a Panerai watch and get it dressed with straps which are developed and made by Prada Sustainable Re-nylon
0: oh my god how do i know this late. i'm like people i'm angry that i don't know this, this. <laughs> now i'm go like, like okay
2: in yeah. it just arrived in fact you are not too late because it just arrived since yeah. early july so we are today the 10th so you are not very late in in knowing that so but we just yeah. started we're not going to start a campaign to let it known because we are going to uh uh, to also um, uh, uh, be able to give a donation for a new watch boat, like Prada is doing for his green island, yeah. uh, his green island activities, to be able to su- to support sustainability. So it's to tell you that we have a, a bunch of initiatives, a yeah. bunch of um, uh, also traffic of new customers entering our boutiques in the world of okay. people who are interested to test new adventures with new brands. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the watch business is very much occupied by, uh, let's say, 20, 25 big operators in the world. Mm-hmm. We have the chance to be one of them. And we see today a growing number of new people entering the Panerai world uh, mm-hmm. thanks to this type of initiative. That can be women, that can be Luna Rossa, that can be sustainability, uh, that can be the military editions we are bringing, that can be the mm-hmm. experiences. We are also having an an which are as many new doors mm-hmm. to enter the paderi world.
0: Well, I was actually going to save this question last, but um, I'm glad you brought up the Prada thing because um, I real I think like recently there are a lot of collaborations with fashion houses. So there's rumors like Givenchy, where you used to come from. Givenchy's teaming up with A.P. and more recently, I know like Undefeated did a collaboration with Moser. So is this a trend that you see that's happening? Like watches are slowly going to become integrated with fashion houses. And then, you know, these set of customers will go along with this, like these set of brands or like, what do you think is going to happen?
2: Well, you know, the the, partnership is something which has to be thought through very intensively before making the decision. Mm -hmm. Managing a brand is already a a difficult uh, uh, operation. Managing another partnership, which impl- which implies another brand, is something which is extremely delicate to handle. Mm-hmm. So you have to make sure before you get in, in a wedding partnership that you agree about what is the target. Is it just to make to have buzz in in the press? Is it is it? You have to give a reason why.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: With with Prada, the um, common denominator was our willingness to support the Italian team during the America's Cup. So we are three brands, uh, three brands from Milan, Pirelli, Prada, and Panerai, which are unifying their resources, human beings, innovations, uh, R&D, uh, people, finance, you name mm-hmm. it, to be able to make it happen and to win that America's Cup, which is, as you know, the highest trophy in the sailing, in the competition selling world. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have, by knowing the Prada people since so many years, um, uh, you, um take advantage of this partnership to understand how what we could bring to each other, which we don't do today, mm-hmm. or which we didn't do in the past. And that I started with sustainability. Prada um, and, and the Bertelli family is very much involved in all what is the future sustainable activities. And they have proven it in, in many occasions. Um, by, by supporting some foundations, by taking activities, actions, and developing products which are sustainable. On Panerai, which is in a totally different industry, we are helping each other to take the best practice of, of, of both of us. Mm-hmm. And We don't have nylon in our company, as you know, mm-hmm. uh, but to develop some of our straps, something which was easy to be able to be adjusted was to reuse their nylon to be able some of our straps. Um, um, we um, uh, are planning to uh, uh, develop some common goals together, which we will unveil in the in the near future. Um we have taken the lead also to speak in front of universities. So mm-hmm. Paradise was very much involved in presenting its activities to universities as we do. Uh, so we are committed to speak together to uh, uh, to to new students and mm-hmm. to embark them to what we did recently at uh, June eight, which was the ocean day. Mm-hmm. Ocean Day is a platform we use at Panerai to collect mm-hmm. plastic around the world.
3: Mm-hmm. So
2: this year, all the people at Panerai stopped to work for more than two hours
3: mm-hmm.
2: and took plastic bags to capture uh, garbage in the streets where we operate our business. That includes mm-hmm. Shanghai, that includes Hong Kong, uh, mm-hmm. that includes all the cities where we operate in the world. And we have been able at Panerai staff to capture 10 tons of plastic last Oce- last uh, June 8th. Mm-hmm. Um, on this type of, of initiative the more we are the better and uh, Prada has been extremely helpful in identifying also uh, future uh, areas where we could partner together them in the fashion as in the watch industry
0: that's so cool I love Prada so, so you probably
2: no longer uh, just to it because yeah. I just to highlight that mm-hmm. we are distributed in 30 Prada stores in the world so Prada okay. boutiques yeah. Among the hundreds of Prada stores which exist in the world, there are 30 Prada boutiques which are selling Panerai, Lunaosa products in the Prada
0: Boutiques. I'm so shocked. Like I cannot wait to go. <laughs> like I'm always like, I know this sounds super irrelevant to this podcast, but I buy the Prada nylon clothes and I'm always like, what kind of watch would I wear with this? And Obviously, it would just like I'll just revert to like okay, Richard Mills laid back. So therefore you wear a product, but this sounds amazing. I'm just so glad like you guys did this collab. Okay, so um speaking of like lifestyle being chic and laid back, like these are the words that you've used in the past to describe the brand. Um you mentioned that part of the success of the brand is that it's not intimidating. So you are able to capture like new clients and then Also, keep the young, like, also kind of welcome the younger generation into this brand. But how do you think you can keep the old customers around? Because I think there's a lot of emphasis on design and there's less emphasis on trying to promote, like, it's all about movement. So it's more about we're Italian, this is all about design. So, how do you keep customers from being loyal and not saying, hey, it's time to move on to, say, like, a paddock, let's say. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, to be honest, the chance we have at panerai is that we probably have one of the highest rates of people who are loyal to our brand. Mm-hmm. And I meet extremely often people who are buying their 10s, their 20s, their 30s, their 100s uh, panerai mm-hmm. And this year, you know that each year we have a dedicated team for our assortment. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, mm-hmm. it's the year of Radiomir, which has been the original product range in the Panerai world, uh, which has been created in 1936.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, that is
2: the very first watch, which had this cushion shape,
3: mm-hmm. uh, which
2: is very mm-hmm. famous. These numbers, uh, 12, 6, 9, um, this, uh, this small second, and so on and so on. So the pure, the pure design mm-hmm. that is known around Panerai. So this year is all about the historical background. Which we stage the history of Panerai since 1860. We developed a movie for that. We have an advertising campaign. And it's all about, about Mir. But this year we have so the assortment, which is about the 45mm, which fits mm-hmm. all the classic side on the, the people targeting the people who were, who love our brand. And we also have at the other side the 40 millimeter uh Mir, which mm-hmm. we have restaged. It was existing before, but we have relaunched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, is a, this is a segment which allows us to embark new customers.
3: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: very often when I was uh, meeting with customers, there are a lot of people who tell me Padre is too big for me. Mm-hmm. On what I travel in, in Shanghai or, or Hong Kong, the people mm-hmm. are having the same size than what we have in Europe, on, on more and more the same size than, mm-hmm. than, than, than many Americans, which remains a big country for, for, for Padre. Or Panerai. So today you have a lot of people who can wear a Panerai, a Panerai watch, despite it's a 45, a 47 millimeter. Mm-hmm. And however, we have developed that new segment, 40 on 42 millimeter, which allow a lot of people to enter in our world, Panerai, but not necessarily to have a big watch on mm-hmm. 40, 42 millimeter is where we are embarking many new customers in our
1: world.
0: hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yes, Dan.
1: Uh, I was actually going to say, you know, one of the f- key things of Panerai is that they are big and that part of the design is the size of the watch. And I feel that, you know, there are a lot of brands or watch companies that really wherever the market goes, they go. And I think if you do that, you lose the identity of your brand, which was why it was popular in the first place, because you become an amalgamation of of stuff that actually the consumer gets quite tired of looking at. So yep. I'm I'm happy to hear that, you know, you're still keeping more on the side of a 40, despite you know the current trend of watches going to um smaller size. But but actually my question was actually related to uh Long Long's question, which is any collector can buy one or two or even up to three, four, five watches from a brand, you know. Um but for the collectors to buy 20, 50 even 100 as you say something has to has to come from the brand to them or something what is that thing that you like all brands seek to build that like kind of client what is it that the client is actually looking for
2: well Daniel I, I, I believe there is something which is um, uh, uh, part of the religion it's no more it's no more something which is um, uh, can be explained and it's, a, it's a slice of, um, uh, of course, exposure to the brand. Of course, research. We have a lot of people who are very interested by all the historical, cultural background of the brand. Um, Panerai has a chance to get a very rich culture by being born in Florence. So all the ones who are curious, if they have been once in their life in Florence, this is the capital city in Italy for great museums. Uh, every corner of every street is, uh, is made of historical, uh, reasons, historical stories, on and, and you name it. So Panerai has as a simple and rich story. And uh, many people are knowing our brand extremely well. You have books which are incredibly detailed about our brand and all the Paneristi and collect- Collector's community, some of them know Panerai better than anybody of our staff at Panerai. Um, and I'm fascinated when I meet with the Paneristi community because I can tell you that uh, meeting with them once a year in one of the big uh, big meetings that they are having once a year, um, I have the chance to meet with people who speak to me about what we did 20 years ago, and they remember very well everything we did 20 years ago. So to reply to your question, there is a share of uh, belonging to a community which has something very special in our brand. I don't say we are the only one to have that because some of the brands do have this benefit. But to have this sense of belonging to a community, I see two other brands, which are uh, Ferrari um, and which are probably Harley Davidson brands, which have a sense of product, history, culture, sense of belonging, reason to belong to something which is beyond the brand. Panora is just a reason, a pretext, uh, an alibi, to be to be part of your to be part of this community. And our mission at Panorite is to keep that alive as much as possible and embark new members on board. That's why, for me, the Panerai community is one of the uh, major chance we have in our brand of having people who believe uh, as much as us in what we are doing. Um, I got comments, advice, recommendations from them every, not every day, but every single week. And we are taking into account a lot of what they are telling us because they are our marketing eye in the world. You know, when you have 30,000 people, it's by far more than our marketing department in our brand. Um, And they are telling us a lot of stories which happen in in countries where we even don't have business. Um, And um, they are extremely following our brand. and, uh, and, and, And they are people who continue to buy our products. But it's not. They are not the only ones. We have also the collectors who are not necessarily the paneristi. Paneristi are people who love our brand but don't necessarily have a lot of products in their assortment. And then you have the collectors, which is perhaps what you were referring to, which are people who are not necessarily paneristi but are collecting panerai like other watch brands. Um, And um, it's very interesting to understand what they are. Why are they? What are their motivations? And one of them is that we remain the last the last years the last decades very true to our brand we we didn't um explore a lot of new territories even if today we go to smaller size we remain big in the 47 45 44 you know most of the radio media this year are 45 uh, so it's not that we quit our historical segment to open a new one mm-hmm. Um we continue to have Uh, the same number of size. I have not created one size since I am at Panerai. The 38 was existing before I was there. The 40 was existing before, and the 42 was existing before. We just have given more choice and given more variety like we have in our 44, 45, 47. Um, And so it it allows us to acquire new customers, all the people who want to have a concept, which is having a reason, um, having an alternative to bigger brands. And something which is not seen on the race of too many people, because we remain a very exclusive brand uh, compared to many others who are producing much more qualities than us.
0: Dan, you actually like took that question out of my list, but then I still don't feel like because I think I came into this interview with the main goal of understanding how are they so loyal? <laughs> I just um, I find it hard to explain because I've gone to a lot of these like dinner events with different brands and I've seen how much money they put into marketing, but I can just see in an instant, like if they were offered something else, they could move on really quickly. And I've also been to a lot of these collector, like collector friends houses, and they have whole section. They are people who collect every single modern and vintage paddock, but they have a whole room dedicated to Panerai that I'm shocked. And when I ask them, they're like, I can't explain to you why, but I just feel this need that I need to collect all these Panerai's and that's our, interesting. yeah, so I just really want to know. And it's like, but like at the same time, I can't specifically categorize them as like history buffs or people who are very into history. So I started to think to myself, could this be an age thing or is it a certain clientele? So do you think just from general observation, there is there is a way for you to describe your clientele, like age, gender, um, hobby, lifestyle, or it's just two different, all of them?
2: No, Well, if you speak about the collectors, it's true mm-hmm. that they have started Panerai about 20, 25 years ago when the brand came from nowhere. Uh, and suddenly became one of the hottest brands in the world in the, in the watches industry. So mm-hmm. this type of phenomena happens probably once each 10 years with one brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have some brands which remain at the top since many, 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 many years. Panerai got the chance to came to came out of nowhere and very suddenly one of the most looked after watch uh, brand in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's belonging also to the way our group on the the management on us today have continued to enrich that phenomena you know I'm, I'm spending a lot of time when i travel i was telling to danielle when we started mm-hmm. this discussion mm-hmm. flying next week to shanghai and on uh, mm-hmm. also coming to uh, hong kong
3: mm-hmm.
2: Um, we I'm, I'm spending always a lot of time with the panelists.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: um uh, it's it's a community I, I like to speak with understand their motivation who they are so on uh, to reply to your question it's very often of course a masculine community despite we have again 20 to 25 percent of women
3: Mm-hmm. in this
2: Panaristi community,
3: mm-hmm.
2: recruiting new members. So you have a lot of new mm-hmm. members coming. Sometimes the sons of the uh, former Paneristi are also mm-hmm. joining because often they are stealing their watches of their father. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's rather so affluent, classic men, sportive. Sports is one of their major motivations, for example, which doesn't happen in all the watch brands in the world. You know? mm-hmm. uh, it's not only that they look at it on television or in newspapers, they practice. They yeah. practice tennis. They run. They do gym. Yeah. They they sail. Um, this part in Asia is not as popular as in the US or or in Europe. But they are they are active in sport.
3: Okay. Um,
2: they are rather classic. Uh, they are rather collectors, um, and um, they are very loyal. There is a loyalty factor in our brand, which uh, which happens also probably in other brands in the watch industry, but which is very very strong at Panerai. There is this like this addiction.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: To regularly buy another Panerai, um, mm-hmm. you know, we we have the chance in Richmond to get um, to get Watchfinder, which is a second-hand yeah. company, and Panerai is one of their leading brands.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: you see a lot of activities around Panerai of people, some people who cannot afford to buy their first Panerai as a new one, mm-hmm. so when mm-hmm. they go to the second to say secondary market, um, or other ones who want to trade off their watch to buy a new Panerai. Mm-hmm. So uh, you have a lot of activity around around this brand on recruiting new new customers to enrich this big community
0: mm-hmm. and when you join Panerai
2: there is something easier because we are Italian which is very weird in the uh, watch industry mm-hmm. um, there, there, there are a lot of factors you know we have we have the chance we have this manufacturing in Neuchâtel we on this boutique historical boutique in 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 uh, in Florence the boutique in Florence has never changed the concept. We just have enlarged the boutique, but it remains as the boutique was historically.
3: Mm.
2: Okay, and this is the only boutique which will not change its historic, its architectural concept
3: mm-hmm. because
2: we keep it as it is. Despite we have a new retail concept, it stays how it was originally. And we have a lot of people. We have about sixty people every day who come to that store, which is maximum capacity we can we can have in that store. Um, because they come from all over the world. We don't have so many Italians in that boutique. They come from all over the world. Many Asians, many Americans, many other European countries come there because they come to the original boutique where all the success story of Panerai started, where Sylvester Stallone bought its six watches 25 years ago and gave them to all his friends in Hollywood. And suddenly, many Hollywood celebrities were wearing Panerai. This is where all the story of Panerai has started. And there is this, like, pilgrimage approach to come to Florence, to come to Neuchâtel, where we have 3,000 people visiting our manufacturer every year. And that is part of the myth
3: mm-hmm.
2: of our brand, that you you can easily uh, visit our store in Florence, that you can easily visit our manufacture in Neuchâtel. And um, it's part of the Panerai story that we like to enrich every day with new stories.
0: That's very cool. Uh, Dan, before you come in, I think the other cool thing, so now that you mentioned the watch finder thing is it makes a lot of sense because in Hong Kong, it's in that same building in TST. You just take the lift. Yeah.
1: Totally. Yes, yeah. exactly. I know you ate well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, Dan.
1: Oh, I was just going to ask, Um, you know, the Paneristi, they are fervent fans of the brand. You know, they are very, very passionate and watch, watch collectors anyway are passionate. But I think Paneristi are, you know, a cult to their own Um, and I'm sure they're giving you loads and loads of feedback oh you know Jean-Marc we want to see this you know can you make this can the brand do this you know like or or actually that would be more polite usually the collector's like you should be doing this I don't know why you're not doing this right (laughs) like it's so obvious you need to be doing this right Um, in some ways they know the brand like you say inside out maybe more than some of the Panerai staff you know, in a way, it's a cheat sheet of what is the market telling you. So, how do you balance between their recommendations and actually doing it? You know, because not all of them are going to be good. So, how do you know? Like, <laughs> how do you balance but
2: that? It looks, it looks uh, Daniel that you know you know our community very well. You know, when I go to Hong Kong, you have the chance to meet. I close to be systematically all of them, and there is one guy like very much, which is Philippe Lowe, who is the let's say the uh, the father of all the panaristi community in Hong Kong and they are giving me a lot of recommendations. The submersible Quaranta Quattro that we have been launching last year as the major innovation of 2022 is a project which came from the Paneristi. We had at that time the 47 or the 42, and they told me, the we all are waiting for this 44, when are you going to launch it? And um, It came back very often on one day, we have said, okay, we launch it. So, you know, being back to your question, uh, the panaristi community, and I love to remind the the claim they have. The panaristi which is not associated to Panerai, you know, it's not us who are managing the Panerist community. They live by themselves in more than thirty countries in the world. Or there are thirty thousand people, and they have one claim, which I love very much, which is so much more than just a watch. So the Paner- Panerai is a brand which has um, triggered the community, but they live by themselves and they enrich by themselves. But Panerai remains the reason why the alibi why it has all started to be back to your question uh, when we have when we work on our future innovations it the fruit the result the consequence of many thoughts of many needs of many priorities that the brand is having so um we work these days on our assortment in 2026 we are done already for 2024 and we are done for 2025 so we know already by reference what would be the key stories of these two coming years so now we work on 26. and um, we have different sources of, uh, of of um, of developments of creativity to be able to enrich one year one year is about 30 to 40 new SKUs, new models in the planner world we have about 100 SKUs in our old assortment which is rather low and we come with a certain number of new models sometimes it's only one piece uh, or 20 pieces like for experiences. Sometimes a big, it's a one reference with a big, a big uh, um, a quantity. And it's the result of, of many different sources. And um, it comes to a moment where we say, now we have to stop to look after. We have to make our decision in selecting these 30, 35 skews to make the year X. And um, a share of that is linked to Panaristi. A share of that is based on our research and development, which comes to a result. A share of that is based on other priorities to meet with some target groups in a, in a better way. And, and, and. Um, we live our life at Panerai because you know Panerai has, is never following the trend. We were my predecessor were the ones to come with a watch at forty-four millimeter at the time where watches were very very small and very very slim. Um, so we are not really following the trend. Um, We are just following what Panerai is all about.
0: All right. Well, my final question before we go into reverse around goes back to the boutiques. I want to understand why you guys open so many boutiques. I read somewhere that during the pandemic, you were opening one every three weeks. And then now going forward, it's going to be like one every 10 days. Like, what is the reason behind this?
2: Uh, you know, uh, Long Long, I think that NRI, uh, there are different reasons. We have about 200 stores today in the world.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: We opened recently our largest boutique in the world in uh, Madison in New York, which mm-hmm. is 420 square meters.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, when you have the chance to to lead a brand like NRI, it's, it's a brand which has a lot to say about its experiences, the under the, the world of the sea, its uh, partnerships, its innovations, its different calibers, and, and so when a brand has a lot to say, which is spectacular, mm-hmm. the best way to express it, it's to get a boutique. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I was looking, and I'm back to what I was telling you at the beginning, which was your first question about mm-hmm. Roche-Duby. You normally buy a Lamborghini uh, in a Lamborghini store.
3: Mm-hmm
2: on Rolex had watches which were the price of a Lamborghini so why you will buy a Lamborghini at a dealer which is doing only Lamborghini or not a Roger Dubi in a Rolex store which was selling only Rolex Dubi watches mm-hmm. it is the same principle it is the same principle at uh, at Panerai why you will buy a Prada accessory mm-hmm. outside a Prada boutique or not a Panerai watch mm-hmm. so the watches industry is basically following what the car premium business did 30 years ago, what the fashion and accessories did 20 years ago, and we come to that level now today. Mm. And we open many boutiques in big cities. Are you aware we open Washington, D.C., which is the capital of the uh, major country because it's the number one country for Panerai in the world, only this year? Okay? So yeah. it's not like... You know, we go in very small cities, yeah. which are, you know, doubtful about our developments. Um, we have opened the capital city of what remains the number one country for Panera in the world this year. We are going to open Boston in the okay. coming weeks. We have opened. We are going to open Honolulu. We are going to open Orlando in America, which are big cities where we yeah. were not having doors. Uh, of course, you are living in in Hong Kong where we have yeah. six boutiques today, yeah. uh, which is one of the cities in the world where we have the highest density <laughs> yeah. of, of stores probably. But it's not only Padre, it's yeah. most because the, the, the city has been originally a platform for watch mm-hmm. sales. Uh, Seoul is in the same spirit. Shanghai, we have five stores in Shanghai. So these are cities where we are already very well covered with cities. Mm-hmm. But there are also mm-hmm. a lot of areas in the world where we are not. We have opened last week Stockholm in uh, in in Sweden.
3: Mm-hmm. We have
2: opened Capri in mm-hmm. Italy because it's in Italy, the most affluent destination mm-hmm. um, in as a resort for mm-hmm. the summertime. And um, uh, we have got partners because we don't open all our stores ourselves. Mm-hmm. Two-thirds mm-hmm. of our boutiques are opened by partners who come to us and say, we would love to have a Panerai boutique. Yeah. And Capri is exactly yeah. the example of uh, being in the, in the right island, an emblem of Italy where a brand like us makes a lot of sense to open a boutique.
0: Yeah, um, just want to roughly say that I have mixed feelings about this because a lot of brands are obviously taking back the dealership and they want to open their own. But I've always been super like pro brands working with ADs because I think You've truly have an experience where it's like you you build a relationship with an AD and you're able to explore a bunch of brands instead of being like, okay, I've collected this brand for a while. Now the brand wants to take it back. And then let me start a relationship from scratch. (laughs) And then try to explain to them, no, I've been buying this brand for ages, and then explaining this to a whole different team. Yeah. Dan.
2: But but you agree with me that go very often just you're ready to wear or your shoes in yeah. the exclusive
0: stores. Yeah. So, I, I mean, so, actually, this goes back, and I actually think that if brands weren't so concerned about other brands stealing their customers, brands would actually just go back to you. So, it's the same thing. So, you walk into an AD, and there's a bunch of brands, and let's say I never look at Panerai, but they might tell me, look, you've gone through these sports watches, why don't you explore Panerai? And then... Mm-hmm. And it works both ways. So I think brands should probably be more open with being like, don't be so afraid. There's enough money in this world to like go around.
2: Oh, no, no, no. But you know, it's never the fact to be afraid, which yeah. is a motivation to open our own boutique.
3: Mm-hmm. It's much
2: for the first reason is really to be able to offer you the same experience that <laughs> you will have if you go to a Prada boutique to buy ready-to-wear or a uh, at your routine yeah. to buy shoes. You know what okay. I mean? Okay. And it's ready to be able to ex- to experiment all what is the immersion in the Panerai story, the okay. Panerai world, and okay. not being disturbed by other brands. I'm, I'm never afraid because our productivity, mm-hmm. what we call in our in our industry, the productivity we have per square meter is normally higher than many other mm-hmm. brands. Also. Mm-hmm. So I'm never afraid about that. I'm more afraid about having an assortment which represents the brand with mm-hmm. people who know all the story of the brand.
3: Mm-hmm. Because very
2: often it's extremely difficult already for Panerai to yeah. express all the story. As I've told you in some of our discussion, yeah. some see know better our story than ourselves.
0: Yeah. But
2: when yeah. you're on AD, you have to know your story for 10, 20, <laughs> 30 different brands. Yeah. With all the avalanche of innovations and actuality of the brands. And yeah. I often I'm wondering how do how do they do with their stuff? To keep them aware provided yeah. that already ourselves for our own brand we have yeah. customers who know our brand better than us yeah and i've i've been faced very often with ad who was telling us nothing is more embarrassing than to serve a panerasty because we know they know better than us
0: yeah
1: <laughs> yeah dan i was just actually going to come in and say i actually really agreed with what long long said about um the fact that an ad can almost have that localization of taking care of a client
0: mm-hmm. right
1: but while i feel like with the vertical uh, distribution model it's so regimented like in the control of that brand right that it the experience is somewhat like just sometimes you know they're trying to give you the best experience but it's actually not that pleasurable or comfortable but then i heard john mark's answer and then him, that made me flip to the other side. And I thought, yeah. <laughs> okay, I really do see it from a brand's point of view. Mm. Oh, uh like, but obviously, you know, as a brand, you're thinking about your brand. You want your story conveyed the most accurately. And if you have to deal with, I don't know, just even 10 brands, do you really have the bandwidth to explain the brand properly in the way that you want to present? So I suddenly thought, oh, yeah, he's got a point there too. So <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of nullified now. To to, to reply to your question, I think we need to get a critical size to be able
2: to do that. So not all the brands can do that. Um, The second point is that that's why at Panerai, we associate many ADs to our success story. Because we never forget at Panerai that these people, men and women, have been very instrumental in making what Panerai is today. So this year, we're going to open 35 stores in the world. But I can tell you that two-thirds of them are going to be open with partners who are handling Panerai for some of them since 1997 when it has been acquired by wishmond mm-hmm.
0: All right. Well, thank you for that. Um, all these answers. Um, we're going to move into the reverse around. So basically all the questions that people have sent in, I had to choose only three because I think there were too many. And a lot of them were like, why is this not getting made? Why is that not getting made? So um these were the three i chose I told you. yeah there's a lot of like what how do i visit the uh, manufacturer and who's like this is not like a car center <laughs> like, okay <laughs> so first question so, do you know what the worst? yeah yeah the worst yeah.
1: collectors that say you should make this you should make this yeah
0: yeah
1: i'm sure you have they to say. buy it anyway
0: <laughs> <laughs> well
2: but to to, to to reply i know it's not your first question uh, long, yeah. long but i can yeah. tell you that anybody who is keen to visit our manufacturer in Neuchâtel Mm -hmm. can visit it with no problem. Okay. Uh, Except on Saturday and Sunday, they just contact the Panerai store and we arrange for them the fact that they can come and visit and speak with the watchmakers, uh, depending on the number of hours they have, and they Mm -hmm. can even assemble a movement at the end of the visit if they are, uh, well... A couple of screws on plates, not hmm. all the movement. Yeah. But uh, we we try to make it a very immersive and experiential um, uh, activity.
0: Very cool. All right. So first question: yeah, What are your plans with Panorai going forward?
2: wow so we need at least three hours to reply so we have three <laughs> <hours here. laughs> well the beauty of panerai you know one of the guidelines we have is that uh, to reuse one of this uh, italian sentence which is very well known changing everything so that you don't change anything and mm-hmm. um, and that is uh, encapsulating the panerai motto panerai you don't change a product we have the chance to get incredible well-known emblematic products in our assortment. We have four product families with the Luminar, with the Douai, with the Radiomir and with the Submersible. We will not create new product families in the next years. Mm -hmm. Um, We will enrich them with new movements, with new dials, with new sizes, with uh, new uh, um, uh, complications, but we will not create a new product family. It's basically to continue to nurture the myth that this brand is having since 1860 on trying to do true stories being loyal to our customers who are a uh, very strong uh, facets on the reasons that the brand is successful today.
0: Okay. Second question, in a world where companies need variety, how does Panerai get away with only one case design? <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, that's a great that's a very good question. Well, first we have um, you know, when you see a submersible, the mm-hmm. submersible was associated to Lumina. And we decided three years ago to create a dedicated family creating submersible separated from Lumina. So it looks like more and more, it will look like two different families. One is having the spectacular sizes, the partnership with the military forces, the experiences, uh, and so on. And the other one is more uh, an Italian contemporary classic.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but yes, I agree. We have the chance to get uh, one recognized shape. We mm-hmm. are probably one of the top ten uh, um, uh, uh, watch family, which is recognized in the world of watchmaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I don't see that as a as an inconvenience. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why it pushed us a lot to be creative in materials. To be, cre- and I can tell you that next year, that's a scoop I gave you. Next year, we will have a new material. Which is a patented material by Kenera. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll have a new lab ID, which is something we bring when we are ready. So there is not an annual program of lab ID, which will be our, our third lab ID that we are mm-hmm. going to bring. I'll be next year. So it um, that is that is based on, a, on one of the family we are we are having uh, submersible, um, mm-hmm. and so it's it's our job to continue to enrich with a lot of research and development the families were having. But, you know, we are able to to get more ladies today in our in our world. Mm-hmm. On, however, we haven't created a new product family. It's still a Lumina
1: or a Dewey family. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. All right. So the last question. Yeah, I just yeah. want to add well, to that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just want to add to that. I really agree with like what Jean-Marc said, right? Because let's say if your case design, it's not really how you get away with it. It's that the fact that they wouldn't be able to get away with it if the market didn't buy it right at the end of the day and you know we look at another brand called Rolex I mean what really have (laughs) they changed in the case design across you know the Daytona sub and GMT Mm -hmm. right and I think it's I'm not saying it because John Mark's here but I was just thinking you know if you can keep a case design for that long right one it basically is the DNA of the brand right mm-hmm. there's no one that can even like come close yeah. to even replicating that and get and get away with it because i'll just say that's a panerai mm-hmm. but yeah. it's just testament to how successful that design or brand is right because the ultimate test is over time
3: mm-hmm. yeah
2: absolutely and, and our mission is really to create what will be the classics of uh, the next 50 years and we still continue to work with designers and i can tell you that in the year uh 2025 it will be a year of Luminor are going to bring a lot of classics uh, where we say, when we develop them, how can that be that we haven't thought about that before? So even when you develop your your historical line, the line which is your bestseller in your assortment, you still continue to have ideas which are probably the classic of tomorrow. All
0: right. Okay, so the last question is about limited editions. People want to know why are there so many limited editions? Why is it every time I buy one, there's another one? Uh, so, yeah, how do you answer that?
2: Hello? <laughs> oh. Um, I have lost yeah. you for a couple of seconds. Okay. Yeah,
0: so people want to know. Why are there so many limited editions? Every time they buy one, there's another one coming out. So they just want an answer to that. Like, will these limited editions eventually, um, you know, stop, or can there be less of them?
2: But to be to be honest, I know it's a recurrent mm-hmm. question. Uh, but when I joined the company, we have limited by eighty percent the number of limited editions.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So today. Except for the opening of New York, where we had one limited edition associated to the store of New York,
3: mm. we will
2: have one other another one for the opening of our new boutique in Montenapoleone in Milan. Because we are going to have also a big store opening next September in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, we will not have one for our new boutique in Champs Elysees in Paris. We are going to have a big store in Paris, Champs Elysees, and this boutique will not have a limited edition. We do today limited edition if there is a reason to get a limited edition. And for example, if I take the experiences, you know that we have at Panerai four, or five times a year, uh, one limited edition of mm-hmm. twenty, thirty, max fifty pieces, mm-hmm. which you can get only on only if you are part of an experience, mm-hmm. such as going in the North Pole with our mm-hmm. ambassador uh, Mike Horn, mm-hmm. such as spending three days with the Navy SEALs in Florida to train. Um, such as visiting the secrets of Rome or of Florence.
3: Mm.
2: Um, this is a, a watch that you can get only if you are part of the experience. Mm. So that is a limited edition. And that is a real reason to get a limited edition. Otherwise, we don't do any more limited editions like there are only limited editions in our assortment. Most of our business today is done with our current assortment, starting by the Luminar 44 millimeter black dial which mm-hmm. is remaining our bestseller in all the countries where we operate. It was probably the case in the past, but since five years, we stopped a lot of volume editions.
0: Okay, cool. All right, that wraps up the reverse around. So we're going to do the last section, which is called the quick fire. Short answers, easy questions, I think. Um, okay, so first one, are you a cappuccino or an espresso guy?
2: Oh my God, easy. Espresso. Okay. And uh, I limit myself to three espresso per day, uh, <laughs> I which I enjoy in yeah. Italy and, and in of course in Switzerland.
0: Okay. An interesting fact that we may not know about recycling steel.
2: Well, recycling steel is um is an interesting story that we started three years ago. And it was made by Mike in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Okay. I met one of my first time I, I met with Mike was in Hong Kong. And he was having his own boat stationed in Hong Kong at that time. It was a Paneristi event
3: mm-hmm. in which
2: we were together in 2018. And he was bringing, Mac, bringing me back his, his a piece of his boat, which he had to replace, a piece of his boat.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: he was telling me, it's the same steel than your watches. Why you don't do something out of it? I thought it was the most crazy idea that Mike was having, but we brought the metal part to our manufacturer and they were able to bring five pieces out of this piece of his boat. That was a micron edition. That can be that was a limited edition, for example. pieces <laughs> <laughs> made of Mike Horn uh, yeah. boat. Um, it is from this idea that the e Steel started.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: How we can, at our small level, being able to uh, think what could be our business model for the future, um, and being at a small level, trying to invest in research and development to be able to do the same for steel, same for titanium and same for other materials. Mm-hmm. And At Panerai, we said if it can contribute, we are ready to open it to our competitors. Mm-hmm. So to make it an open platform so that the others don't lose time like us to develop it. So all the competitors were able to come to visit us mm-hmm. to know how we did it at Panerai
0: mm-hmm. so that
2: they can be inspired and do the same stuff for their for their product development
0: okay one so someone famous that you would love to see wearing a Panerai? well you know we have a lot of people yeah. who are
2: famous um mm-hmm. uh, wearing our, our brand uh, we have a lot of politicians in america mm-hmm. we have a lot of celebrities mm-hmm. uh, dwayne johnson is one of the yeah. biggest fan of our of our brand um well we have singers so yeah. I, I'm, I'm not after special celebrities. We are very proud when we see celebrities wearing our products. Uh, the the yeah. latest movie of Jason Statham has five yeah. um, uh, Panerai in his movie.
3: Yeah. And
2: he bought them in our store in London two years ago. And he told yeah. us it would be for my next movie, but we had no idea what it was. So we cool. never did yeah. any... Uh, product placement in London, Hollywood, you name it, uh, to have someone wearing our watches. All the people you see wearing our watches are people who bought their watches, Panerai, in one of our stores. Um, that, that includes yeah. uh, Billy Clinton, who is wearing our yeah. Panerai. That includes Michael Jordan, who bought mm-hmm. one of our latest tourbillon last year in mm-hmm. Milan, and so on, and so on. So I, I will not mention any name because no. we got the okay. chance. Uh, we already have the chance to get many people who are wearing our watches.
0: The other watch brands must be so jealous of Panerai. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, something that you love about Asia.
2: Oh, my God. There are so many things I love. It's um, probably the, the calm and efficiency. You mm-hmm. know, when I arrive in Asia, and I would have the chance of saying that to Danielle uh, to come to Shanghai on, on visiting China mm-hmm. uh, next week. Um, the fact it remains in these very uh, busy cities where you all guys are living, you have mm-hmm. this capacity to create calm bubbles in many areas: mm-hmm. restaurants, hotels, spa, you name it, um, temples. And I always try when I travel to visit, to, to dedicate one or two hours of my trip to visit a museum or something which is not linked to to my business. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and this calm, this serenity this uh, capacity to be very efficient and to have built what you guys have been building the last 30 years, uh, which are uh, countries uh, countries which are among the best in the world in, uh, in innovations. Mm.
0: All right. Last question. A piece of advice you would give yourself, your younger self?
2: A, a piece of advice? You would give you...
0: your younger self. So you would tell uh, your tw- uh, when uh, you uh, were like, if you could go back and tell you when you were twenty. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well,
2: to believe, to believe and remain true to what you are. Um, I strongly believe that you 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 need a, um, a share of a slice of courage and daring uh, to do some 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 things. I got the chance in my life to get three, four, five people who have helped me to become what I am today, mm-hmm. and it's thanks nice to these people who have been at the right moment at the right spot. And I wish each and everybody who are listening to us to have the same chance to get these three, four, five people in their business or private life,
3: mm. which
2: have helped them to become what they are. It's up to you to capture your chance at the right moment uh, to turn right or left. But mm-hmm. if you don't have these people who have been there on your path, uh, I would not be there where I am today. So I'm very thankful to these to
0: these people. That's really nice. Thank you for sharing that. Well, that wraps up our interview. Thank you so much for your time, Jean-Marc. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Thank
2: you, Danielle. It has been a great pleasure to have this podcast. I hope it will not be the last one. And I'm sure we'll have the chance to meet at Watches and Wonders in Shanghai in September.
0: All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to to that episode. You can find Jean-Marc on his IG, jm.pontrouve, P-O-N-T-R-O-U-E. And as usual, you can reach out to the three of us on The Waiting List Podcast IG page. Enjoy the weekend. Bye-bye.
2: Thank thank you so much. Have a good day. Bye.
0: As always, thank you for listening to The Waiting List Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have. And if you have any questions, comments, or feedback,
1: feel free to reach out to us at The Waiting List Podcast on Instagram or via our private accounts. We'll see you on the next one. Bye
3: Bye.